Welcome back to Reviews by Jeff here on CKCC Radio. This podcast is, of course, only existent because it gives me an opportunity to talk about movies because I am a movie nerd. And I have a great review for you today because I went and saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. And again, because it is a brand new movie, I'm going to be as spoilery free as I possibly can be. But trust me, there are so many things I want to talk about, and I just can't. So, of course, this movie came out on November 19th, 2021, only in theaters right now. The movie's length is two hours and four minutes, and honestly, it goes by pretty fast. So, don't let the runtime, because to me, a perfect movie should run roughly an hour and 45 two hours so this kind of fits in that that uh that perfect time length of course this movie stars Carrie Coon as Callie Paul Rudd as Gruberson Finn Wolfhard and McKenna Grace as Callie's kids Trevor and Phoebe uh there are two other additional characters that are pretty vital to the story. I'm talking about Logan Kim. He plays one of Phoebe's friends who goes by the name of Podcast because he's a kid with a podcast. And Celeste O'Connor plays Finn Wolfhard's friend slash possible love interest. Maybe, kind of. She's lucky. Um, of course, this is a follow-up to the original 1984 Ghostbusters, and then the follow-up to Ghostbusters 2, which came out in 1989. Luckily, this does not have anything to do with the all-female Ghostbuster movie. Now, I shouldn't say luckily, because I honestly, that movie gets trashed. I shouldn't say luckily, because I haven't actually seen it, and I don't want to jump on a movie that I haven't seen. So I plan on, again, This podcast gives me an excuse to watch movies, so I do plan on watching that and possibly reviewing it, so that should be a fun one. But that is not touched here in this movie. And of course, a couple shout-outs go out to Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Annie Potts, and Sigourney Weaver, who all reprise their roles from the original movie. I will... I guess this is a spoiler... I will say that I was holding out hope that Rick Moranis filmed something just because he's Rick Moranis and you know if he's coming back to the Honey I Shrunk the Audience or sorry <laughs> Honey I Shrunk the Kids sorry I used to work at Disney so it kind of comes out sometimes if he's coming back to that franchise I was hoping maybe there was a shot he would return to this, but unfortunately, he does not. So, there's that spoiler. Sorry, not sorry. I will tell you this about the movie. I absolutely loved this movie. This is I, I've now gone to the theaters three times since the world started to slowly open up. And I saw Black Widow. I saw Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. 
So it was nice to go out and see a non-Marvel movie because, you know, most people don't really go out to see non-Marvel movies. And I'm hoping this movie really changes that because this needs to be watched. It will sucker punch you right in the feels. That's all I'm going to say because, again, there is something I want to say, but I can't. Because as an audience, you would hate me if I told you. Um, as I'm sure you know, this movie was directed by Jason Reitman, who is the son of the original director, Ivan Reitman. Ivan actually produces this movie as well. Um, from some of the stuff I've seen behind the scenes, he was involved heavily in the making of this movie. And you can tell. It is definitely a family affair. Um, the one big negativity, negative thing I will say about this movie is it does borrow heavily from the original movie, which, again, is not necessarily a bad thing. The original Ghostbusters is in, in my top ten movies of all time. For those that don't know, I'm actually a paranormal investigator myself. I'm not a Ghostbuster, but I love the paranormal. I love ghosts. And because of that, Ghostbusters 1984 had a huge influence on me. For those that don't know the true story behind Ghostbusters, Dan Aykroyd's family is heavily involved in the paranormal, which is what inspired him to write this movie. Both his father and his grandfather, I believe, are psychics that have gone investigating before. And that's something that I do as well. And so everything that is in the movie, while might not be 100% accurate, is still great. So it literally is a family affair from the Ackroyds to the Reitmans. Um, another thing to keep an eye out in this movie, because there are two actors that I did not know were involved in the movie, and I'm not going to tell you who they are, but keep your eye out for J.K. Simmons and Josh Gad because they are involved in this movie as well. One a little bit more obvious than the other. So yeah, there is a part of the movie that is heavily influenced slash recycled from the original movie. So if you love that movie, you're going to love this one. It does have a little bit more emotion to it than the previous two movies. It's not a straight-up comedy like Ghostbusters was. There is a lot more to it. As I'm sure you've noticed from the trailer, so this is not considered a uh, spoiler, that Carrie Coon's character of Callie is the daughter of Egon Spangler. And, you know, she's got money issues, and he passes away and basically leaves her this farmhouse in the middle of nowhere, which turns out to be, because they don't really say it in the trailers, but it's in Oak, it's in uh, Somerville, Oklahoma, which is actually a fictional place. This is the first Ghostbusters movie to not be in New York City as well. Now, one great thing I will say about this movie is there are is not a single negative character in it. There's not a bad guy throughout the movie. It's not like with before where in, for example, the original had uh, Howard Peck who was 
definitely the bad guy who got his comeuppance in the end. There's not a single negative character in the movie. There's, you know, people that may have negative lines. Uh, for example, when Finn Wolfhart's character gets a job at the restaurant that Lucky is at, some of the co-workers who are nondescript characters who probably have two or three lines of dialogue they're, and they're very forgettable, but everybody that has that leaves an impact in this movie is good. Um, I, another big name that I did not know in, was in it was uh, Bokeem Woodbine, who plays Lucky's dad, who's a police officer. He's got one scene. It's not anything big, but again, he's a na he's got some name value which adds to the movie. A uh, lot of different elements to this movie. It is funny. It is sad. It is... I'm not going to say borders on horror. I honestly would not bring small children to this movie. because, Just like I said with Jungle Cruise. There's a little bit too intense moments that I would not subject my child to. But luckily, I don't have one, so it's fine. I'm not going to... It's up to you to, to make that decision, but I, I would say be very wary. If you have questions about it, I would tend to say no. Uh, again, I absolutely love this movie. I will own it the moment it comes out. The rewatchability of it, I'm sure, will be high. That's a big thing with movies. Like, I know a lot of people who love Schindler's List. But let's be honest, Schindler's List is not a movie you could watch every month. You would go insane. A movie like this, which has, which is just so good. Again, I, I cannot tell you how good this movie is. I mean, I, I guess I can, but absolutely love every aspect of this movie. And no one would be surprised when I tell you that Paul Rudd is the... Uh, between Paul Rudd's character and uh, podcast, they are the humor of the episode, uh, of the movie. They don't share a lot of scenes. They have a couple together. But there are some very laugh-out-loud moments throughout this movie. And like I said, then there are some pretty sad ones, too. And there are... You know, it, there's some elements of action in it. There's, of course, the paranormal, so there's some science fiction involved as well. So there's a lot going on in this movie. Again, one of the other negative things that I was kind of prepared for but not happy about is the fact that the originals kind of are only in a cameo role. I would have liked to have seen more of them because, again... They are what you think of when you hear the words Ghostbusters. But, again, it's understandable because this is more about the new blood in the series. So, who knows? You know, maybe... And, and there is no word if this is now going to be a new series. Sometimes they announce, yes, this is going to be a trilogy. Or expect, you know, they were signed for a two-picture deal. We don't know. And honestly, as much as I love this movie, there's no point to a sequel. 
it wraps everything up perfectly. Put a little bow on it. It is wrapped up. That being said, if there's a Ghostbusters 2, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife 2, I will go see it because of how great this movie actually was. So I think I'm going to cut it off there because I don't want, like I said, I don't want to spoil the movie. Go out and see it. That is all I can say is this is one of the most incredible movies I've seen in a very long time that has so many different genres all wrapped up in one. And the nostalgia in it is great. There is a moment that, unless you're not completely familiar with the movie, it's going to seem like nothing. But if you are as familiar with the original Ghostbusters as I am, you'll notice something. The moment the family walks in the house for the first time. So when you go see it, look for that moment. Let me know if you figure out what I'm talking about. In the meantime, thank you for listening to another episode of Reviews by Jeff. Like I said, this is not going to be a regular podcast. There's not going to be a schedule. Like I said, I just did one just, you know, a couple of days ago. But I just saw this movie and I had to get the review out quickly. So thank you for listening. Check out the other great shows here on CKCC Radio. Have a good one, everybody.